Hey, I'm Michael Dorinda. And I'm Jake Bennett. And welcome to episode 75 of the North Meets South web podcast. North meets South, South meets North in the middle, Australia and US. It's the song for our listeners. What listeners we've got left. <laughs> I don't know, man. How many people are people still listening to this? Uh, are people still listen to us. Who week? knows? No one ever says that. Though. I don't. I don't think they do. I think I it's just know. really we just use it as a sounding board for each other. To be honest, I know it's pro- that's probably what it is. <laughs> Speaking of, we don't really know what we're even talking about today. I, I have a couple things I think would be fun to talk about, but nothing particularly that is super super interesting to me. But so you know, just save your time. Go ahead and shut it off right now. No, I'm just kidding. Hang around. Just skip. Cool skip forward about four minutes and you'll we'll probably have figured it out by then. Yeah. Hey, um, so we can talk real quick about what's been going on with then Ping Me. Uh, one of the things that's been going on is that Kaneko has been working on a logo for us. Yeah. I actually got to talk to him today. That was good. Life. Real life. Yep. On the phone. Intel on Telegram. Nice. And, and he was like, your voice sounds the same as it does on the podcast. I was like, yep, it's really me. It's the real, it's, the, it's really the same voice. It's, I promise it's not, it's not like different. The voice is, the voice is, the voice is the voice. <laughs> That's right. That was kind of funny. But he's working on a logo for us. So we found out that the word ping is very close to the word pingo, I guess. In Portuguese, Which is right? like, yeah, in Portuguese, which is like drop. Mm-hmm. And so he's got some stuff that he's doing with like a, a drop, like a drop of water. It's cool. He's got some interesting con- interesting concepts he's working with. Yeah, nice. So yeah, I'm excited to see kind of what's going to come with that. Um, we are nearing the end. We've had two PRs that we've had out there. One uh, for refactoring everything to use DTOs, which has been pretty cool. Actually, you can maybe talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe for people who don't know, I think most people probably know what DTOs are. But for those who don't, we could talk a little bit about that, the package we're using and what it does for us. Uh, and then we had another branch called KISS. It was JB underscore KISS. Yeah, it was. Which stands for Keep It Simple Stupid. Because we were trying to, I was trying to make it quite complicated. And I was like, you know what? Forget that. Yeah. Keep it simple. So we've got both of those branches now fully commented up, everything modified 100 times. And yeah. we are merging, merging, merging to staging. And then the last thing. Is polishing up that UI with that beautiful Tailwind UI mm-hmm. and the new logo that uh, we're going to have. So we're close. I keep telling Wilbur Powery, we're close. And he's like, yeah, okay. I'm like, no, for real. We're really actually, he's like, okay, uh-huh, sure. I'm, I'm with, uh, all right, man. Hey, whatever. I'm with Wilbur on this one. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it's been cool though. I mean, like we've got a lot of cool stuff. Honestly, man, like I feel, I don't know. So if I'm being controversial, if I'm being controversial. That's not like you. It's usually me. It's not I'm like me at all. I'm one. so, I'm so like, uh, you know, I like to be able and I like to like just kind of get along, go along mm-hmm. with the flow. I don't know. I like, I'm very thankful for all the packages that we have. I am very thankful for all the packages that we have. Yeah. I, we, we may have a few too many. We'll get back. <laughs> we, may, we may pull back on the reins a little bit on this. Um, Michael's shaking his head. Nope, not a chance. So we'll see. You know, here's the deal. Like, it's always better to have more data than less data. Mm-hmm. Like, I can I, I can get around that. But I don't know. That's that's the only thing that's that's like a little bit. We're, we're, we're getting there. We'll figure it all yeah. out. It's sort of like we're just carving away the pieces until we get to its essence. And I think it's all going to work right now. That's the good thing is like we've got the test. It's all going to yeah. work as it should. And nobody cares as long as it works. But there are a couple of things, of course, that I'm just like, I wonder if. 
but it looks great. We'll talk about those. We'll amazing. talk those about later. Let's let's talk about the DTOs. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the DTOs. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of intro this, and then I'm gonna let you kind of talk about why it was and and how it is and whatever. Mm-hmm. So DTO stands for data transport object, and really what these are is these are dumb objects that really only know about a set of properties. They don't have any behavior. They are just an object of like a bag of properties, if you will. Mm -hmm. Some of the reasons why these are useful is they can be type hinted and then you know what properties you have available. Think, Think about it this way. If you have a request that's coming into your application and at the front end you validate it and then you send it down the line and from then on you're just sending it through as an array, how do you know which properties or which values are available on that array? Mm-hmm. Well, you have to trace it all the way back to where it was first coming from. And sometimes that's not apparent in the code, right? Yeah. The other option that you could have, right, is you could pass the specific uh, typed form request as well. But that doesn't always necessarily give you everything either. It only would give you maybe you would only be able to look at tools and see what properties were actually validated in, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So DTOs are nice because you can kind of pass them down the line and now you have this dumb object, but you know the properties, which is really helpful, especially if you're dealing with a complex object or a complex request and you're transforming that into something that you're going to use other places. So Michael, talk to us a little bit. That's kind of like, that's kind of the idea. So how are we using these? What package are we using? What does the package provide us? And um, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. Carry on, my friend. So when we started all of this, the whole idea with then ping me is that we receive a payload from a downstream application. So your app at work or your side project or whatever, when it runs a scheduled task, it would send us a webhook, which would have a whole bunch of information in it. It would... Uh, a whole bunch of information. Bunch. Lots of yeah, it. Yeah, tells us things like where it's coming from, uh, the IP address that it came from, how long it took to run what time it ran out, all that kind of information. And we just get that. What time it's supposed a, to run next. Correct, yeah. yeah. So we get that from your application as a webhook and it just gets posted as JSON. So we get this JSON object back to us. And that's and that's pretty good. We use the Sparsi Laravel webhook client package to, to handle that. So it handles validating the signature of that webhook to make sure that it's valid, that the payload matches what it's supposed to be in there that hasn't been modified in flight. It will make sure that we can process it, that it's a it's a, a webhook of a known type and things like that. But once it passes that level of, of validation that it's a valid webhook, it just hits our application as an array. And as Jake was saying, you get that at the front of your application, but you don't know what's in it. If you can go and look at the payload, you could have a doc block somewhere that's that's covering it or whatever. And so we were doing a lot of handling of of that payload in different parts of then ping me in order to store that information, in order to determine if a ping was late, if a ping was missed and all that kind of stuff. And it was hard to reason about what was actually inside that object. And then we're dealing with time zones and you know the applications can come into different time zones uh, from different time zones, but we're storing everything as UTC just to keep it all simple. And so you know there were a couple of places where we're doing the manipulation of the date to get into UTC and then figuring out what the time zone was and things like that. So this is where... Once we had everything working, we pulled in another Sparsi package, the data transfer objects package. And this is not a Laravel specific package. This is just a, a plain old PHP package. 
And what it allows us to do is ingest an array from from wherever, right? So in this case, it's the array that comes from the webhook that's already been validated as being a valid webhook. And then we use typed properties on the on the object to say that the memory is an optional value, but it is an integer. It will always come to us as an integer. And if it comes as anything else, then we consider it to be invalid and we can't actually initialize that DTO. We can say, for example, with a time zone, this is at, at the very edge of our application. So we take the time that came from your ping, we immediately convert it to UTC and we store a reference to what the time zone was on the original payload that came to us. So we know that we're always working with UTC and we know that we can always figure out what time zone that came from, from the original ping. And, and as Jake said, you know, you can type in this in different places in, in the application. And because we've got the type properties on the, on the object itself, we know that these properties are always going to be in there. So you get that inference in, in your application that, that your IDE will pick it up and say, okay, well, you have this object and it has these properties on it. And that you don't have to think about it. You don't have to go look at the webhook. You don't have to go and look at the array. You don't have to go and look at documentation. We know based on that DTO, what's in there. And it gives us some level of security and some validation that, hey, we've only got these things in here and that these things are always available. We know if they're nullable that we'll just get a null back and we don't have to do any of the type checks and we don't have to do, you know, we don't have to check to see if it's in there and use the null coalesce operator to go, you know, this property, question mark, question mark, null. Because we know that if it's not there, it's just going to be null anyway. And we don't have to care about it because it's all managed at the very edge of the application. So we know that what we're getting with is always going to be in a consistent format. And so this has proved really useful because it means that we know what's there. We can pass it around. We can access things as though they're there because we we are guaranteed that they're going to be there because that's how these things get to the application. And then we just create a static constructor on there. So we say from client ping and it returns a new object and we just pass in everything from the payload and convert it into you know what we need in in the application and then it's all all valid. So that simplified a lot of stuff for us in terms of passing this this webhook around um and and knowing exactly what was there and knowing that it was valid throughout the entirety of the of the request you know the entire time that we're processing that. Yeah. And then all the way down really nice. to the database and then all the way back out because once it gets to our database we know that it's always in UTC and we know because we store the time zone that it came from, if we send you an alert that says, hey, this went down, we can send you, a, even though we're storing it as UTC, we can send the alert to you in the application's time zone. Yeah, it's it's so nice because it takes away all of the concern later on in the objects that are consuming it about like, oh, do we actually have this thing? Like uh, it's a fail early sort of deal, right? Where it's like, it, it if it's gonna fail, it's gonna fail at the very edge of the application and return something mm-hmm. to the user instead of like you're five layers deep and all of a sudden there's some unexpected value that you're not supposed to see there, right? Correct. So fail early and then return a response that's going to be helpful to the user instead of getting you know five layers deep and then 500 and no idea, mm-hmm. right? Or something that they shouldn't really know yeah. about. So yeah, it's been pretty cool. It's been pretty cool. I think it's been really cool um, for us. And also I always thought it was data transport and it's data transfer, mm-hmm. data transfer object. I've been saying that wrong for... Ever. <laughs> Forever. People are like, he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's true. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just kind of model my, my way through it. The other thing we've been using a lot of is enums. <gasps> and guess what else? Spot. 
has a package for that. <laughs> what? Yep. Now, I didn't, when we first started using the enums all over the place, and Wilbur Power is listening right now, and he knows we use enums everywhere, yeah. all over the freaking place, don't we, Wilbur? Because he just messaged me and said, dude, you look super tired. Tough day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. It was a long day. Building more okay, furniture. Quick break. Quick break. Yes. It was. It's a Saturday. And so typically on Saturdays, they're like totally like family days, right? We just all hang out as a family. We do whatever. But since we've been literally hanging out as a family every day of the week <laughs> for the last four weeks. Yeah. We don't feel so bad spending a Saturday doing not family stuff. Our kids at the end of the day today were like, we didn't have any family time today. It's like, yeah, daddy's only day off. Like we just got work done today. It was really great. So anyway, I mean, I missed my kids for sure. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is like, I didn't feel too guilty as a dad not spending, you know, the entire day hanging out with mm -hmm. the kids. So we got up, you know, we cleaned out the entire garage. I mean, we literally took, we took everything, everything out of the garage, every storage unit, every shelving thing, everything out of the garage, clean the entire thing, reorganize the entire thing, you know, went to the store, got totes and hooks and blah, blah, blah. So yes, that was exhausting. And then we took the table that I've been building and we stained it. And then near the very end, we realized that we hadn't mixed the stain very well uh -oh. and God started getting a different color on like the last board. Oh, bro. Grim. So I had to sand that board down and now we have to go back and get more stain tomorrow. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm done. So that was like all day today. So yes, I am exhausted. I am so dead. Oh, and then I had to edit another video tonight. It's a long time. <laughs> anyway, yes, tired. But as Wilbur Powery knows, yes, we use enums all over the place and we really like them. But the way that I typically do is we just have a class that's dedicated to it and we just use a constant mm -hmm. and then... You just reference that all over the place. And I think we've talked about this before, but those enums are really helpful because um, the way that I like to use them too is like if I'm going to change something, not even necessarily if I'm going to change something, but if I want to know where it's used, I can just command click on that. And then it shows me all the classes like in PHP Storm. It shows me all the classes where it's being used. Because sometimes like I don't necessarily want to go change it. I just want to say like, where am I actually using this? Right. So sometimes I have like, we even put our file system disks as enums. Mm -hmm. So the name of the disk is an enum. So if I'm like, where am I using this disk at? I command click, and then I can see all the classes that are actually consuming that disk. It's pretty cool. So we've been using that. So Spassi has a package for that, which has been cool as well. And you just pulled that in recently, right? Yeah, I they've got the Spassi enum package, and they have a Laravel-specific one. And initially, I just used the enum package, and then I pulled in the Laravel one. And then as it turned out, I didn't need the Laravel one at all. So I just went back to using the, the plain old PHP one. And let me tell you, this package works with some black magic. So in order to... It does. That's why I was so confused at first. Because for me, like I'm used to it being such a simple little like, okay, here's a constant in a class. Mm -hmm. No big deal. It's not that way with this package. No. So this package gives... Um, basically, you open up your PHP tag. You type your namespace in. And then you open a class level doc block. And inside this doc block, you use method, what are they called? Annotations. So at method, yep. static, self. And then you have a method definition for each of the values of your enum. So for example, a execution in our application can be running, it can be finished, it can be skipped, or it can be timed out. 
So we have at method static self running. And then we have at method static bool is running int pipe string dollar value equals null. Then you have class execution status extends enum, open brace, close brace. And that is it. There is nothing. It's just an empty class. It's an empty There's class. Nothing in there. And I'm like, what in the hell is this thing doing? Exactly. Exactly. That's I was wondering. I like I was like, did you forget to fill this in? Or like what happened here? I was so confused. Yeah. So the way that this package works is that it reflects the class, it looks at the at the class level doc block, and then it it provides you some safety based on the doc blocks. So the only thing you have in here is documentation. And the package uses PHP's reflection libraries in order to make these methods exist, in order to validate that what you are passing into and out of the enum is valid. And it, and it gives you the, the Boolean thing. So you can see if you're doing a comparison, you could say, you know, dollar execution status arrow is running. And it will tell you, it will return a Boolean whether, whether or not that status equates to is running. There is one class where we do some mapping and you just pass a, a const in there called map underscore value. And then you can say, we've got a method starting and that maps to scheduled task starting because that's that's the name of the, well, that's how we actually store the status is that scheduled task starting rather than just starting. So I think it's Brent at, at Sparsi who built this package. I was talking to Frank about it the other day. I'm like, this is, this is black magic. This, this is not, this should not be, but it is. Yeah, they wanted, they want it to be very strict. You know, Sparsi is big proponents of typed, typed code and, and making sure that everything's valid and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So using the reflection, they can actually look at everything that's in that doc block and make sure that there's only valid things being passed into it. It uses magic to declare. So I don't think it's magic, uh, but you, you know, to get the values out and get the keys out and get the indices out for the, the, the different values and things like that. So you can store, you can, you can use the word starting in, in your code, but you can store it as an integer in the database. Um, we're just storing the strings because it's easier. If you have a look at the database, you can see like this is starting, this is finished, whatever, rather than having yeah. to know. You know, typically you you just use lookup tables. Um, I had I had a discussion with one of my developers that for statuses, I don't really like using lookup tables because you've got uh, a keyed index, you know, a foreign index, one, two, three, four for the status. And then you've got another table that's got four records in it and they never change. Right. If you've got yeah, started, finished, and they're your only two statuses, why are we creating a table? Like it doesn't make sense Correct. to do that. If you if you need to search on those columns, index it, done. You know, the MySQL is pretty good at, at indexing and then allowing you to look up strings like that, especially if they're one word statuses. They're not, you know, huge complex strings. You're not doing, you know, string comparison. You're not doing likes on them or anything like, like that. It's just a straight up, you know, where status equals starting. Yeah, it's a one-to-one. One. Yeah, it's a one-to-one one. One relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and you have to have a really darn good reason to have a one-to-one -one in my, like in, in our application. If it's yeah. one, like you better have a good reason for why it has to be there, like why it needs to be like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a really cool thing. And that simplified a lot of stuff for us in terms of comparison. You know, we're doing string comparisons where, you know, model arrow status equals equals, you know, enum colon colon starting and things like that. Whereas now... We're using Laravel 7's casts, the, the custom yeah. cast, and we just cast 
the, the string straight into the object in our application. So we know that that status is going to be an enum object. So we can just go, you know, if status arrow is running and, and it's done. So cool. So it, it, yeah, it's so it, cool. It's, 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 it's a hundred percent black magic, but it, it just cleans up the code so much. And, and it, you know, it gives you some security and some confidence that test aside that when you call something on the, on the enum, it's going to match for you. You know, that is skipped will check is skipped without having to do string comparisons, without having to run around and look at things. If you ever need to change it, you can just remap it in your application. You just change the map value that skipped is now skipping or, or you know, foobar or whatever, and everything will just work throughout the whole application without having to change anything. So it's, you know, it's an enum as, as you had it initially was just the const with strings and things in there. But then you've got to do... Like if you want to return the values, you've got to the create comparisons, the, yeah, yeah. You've got to do the comparisons. You've got to do that by hand. If you want to return the values, you know all of the values that are that are valid, you've got yeah, to you've got do, to do that, that by hand, by hand yeah. as well. This just cleaned things up. It cleaned the enum classes up heaps, and it just made the comparisons and and using the enums within the code wherever we needed to use it so much simpler. Yeah, totally. So we've got those two things. We've got. Um, We've got the enums and we've got the DTOs, which is great. We are using a couple other little things, but nothing really too crazy. Uh, the other thing that we're working through right now is kind of how executions, which are, the, well, really pings are the very lowest layer, uh, how those affect and kind of bubble up through the application. So as you can imagine, like something that fails at the ping level affects the execution, which affects the task, which affects the project which affects the user, right? And that's kind of the entire, that's kind of how it rolls, right? So uh, you kind of have the same idea that you have in JavaScript, which is like you have a event that happens and then it just kind of bubbles up until it's caught. And then you can, you know, in, in JavaScript, you have this uh, like stop, uh, what's it called? Is it stop propagation? Is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah, stop propagation, right? Uh, and then you have, uh, or you can just keep letting it bubble up, right? So that's the question that we're kind of running into or the, the deal we're kind of running into is like, do we just let it propagate all the way up to the top and let that one event kind of change the status of everything on its way up? So it changes the task to say, or the execution timed out task, failed, project, warning, user, alert them. You know, like how does that all happen? Mm -hmm. And then like, how does it all get resolved, right? Those are the sort of things we're working through. We have it working right now. But that's the one thing that that we had talked about that I'm like, mm, there's just a little bit of, like that's the only thing that feels like there's a tiny bit of friction there. Uh, but it's it's working great right now. So yeah, I think the the thing we need to be, I suppose we talked about it whether you wanted to have like a project level notification when the project changes to a warning status, as opposed to receiving an alert every time a task goes into a warning status, or do you want to get an alert when a ping comes in? As an, as an alert level status. So I think we're just going to make it configurable and let people choose. Like, do you want to get an alert when your project changes status? But I mean, ultimately, if a ping changes status, everything up the chain changes status. So do you want to get yeah. one alert for each failed ping or do you want to get one alert? You know, I would say you probably want for individual pings, the alert, or for the individual tasks at least, because if one task fails and sets the project as, as a warning state, and then another task fails, I still want to know that that second task failed. Just because the project is in a warning status doesn't mean I don't don't care about anything else that fails. Because, you know, if it's one task that fails, 
fair enough. But if it's a cascading failure with like two or three tasks are failing because the database has gone away or something, then, you know, I, I think I'd, I'd still want to know at the task level that something has gone wrong. Yeah, I agree. I do agree. I do agree with that. Okay, so here's the deal. I was talking to Kaneko a little bit earlier today and uh, was, you know, we he actually redid our North Meets South logo for us not too long ago. And as a thank you, I'd love to have him on the show to talk about it for a couple of minutes. We've never really had him on. Yeah. And so he's awake right now because he was like, like I said, we were talking about earlier today. I was like, hey, if you're awake, he's like, I've got a blue Yeti in, in the box that I still need to set up. <laughs> And he's like, I've never had a chance to use it. like, well, maybe you could set it up and try it and try it tonight. Mm. So it's like 5 a.m. for him, I think, or something like that. So I'm asking if he wants to come on. We'll see if he we'll see if he has any time and if he can uh, if he can come on and if he can swing. Yeah. It. But in any case, OK, a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Did you see that Taylor is doing a Laravel swag 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 store? I did. That's pretty good. It's been pretty cool. I think I have a sinking feeling, not a sneaking, sinking, sneaking. Sneaking suspicion, maybe. <laughs> there you go. That's the word. That Mr. Hemphill himself is also in on this thing here. Yeah. Yes, I do. Oh, pfft, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I don't know if I should tell the secret, though. It's not a secret. All I know is that I saw in the shop one of the items, or maybe two of the items, were labeled Bone Man. Mm-hmm. That is Mr. Hemphill's Rocket League gamer tag, Bone Man, Mr. Bone Man himself. And so, yeah, I'm pretty sure either either Taylor is just hat tip David Hemphill, like, hey, you're the man, Mr. Bone Man, or they've secretly been working on this together, which is what I actually suspect. Because David has always been doing the clothing stuff, yeah. right? He does the whip hats. He's got like, you know, Laravel Elite shirts, right? He's kind of done that thing, mm-hmm. that side thing, just for fun. And so, yeah, I think that he probably was like, Taylor, you know what? You should really should do this. Yeah. And Taylor's like, great idea. Why don't you do it for me? And Dave was like, sure, I'll do that. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of how I envisioned it going down in my head. Yeah. Um, I got to do the black on but black. In any case, I need the black on black, just the Laravel logo. Not the not the mark, just the word Laravel. Black on black cap. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, oh, yeah, I did see that. That looks good. Also, we got the ghost shirt yeah. recently. I got the from, ghost shirt uh, from Happy, Happy Dev. Dev. Yeah. That looks, uh, I ordered one too. It looks so cool. So, so cool. And uh, I think that was, it's awesome. They're donating all the proceeds to charity. We should put a, show, a, a link for that in the show notes. They only have like 20 shirts left. No, they're gone. So by the they're time all this gone. is all out. Gone. All gone. They're gone. Yeah. Are they gone? Good. Good for them. That's awesome. And if you missed it, you missed it too late. Yeah. So sad. Too bad. You missed That's it. That's right. And I think uh, Adam and Steve were talking about a Tailwind store as well. So we should see some more swag. Like, like we need more reasons to give these people money. <laughs> hey, man. You know what? Like... They need the money, I bet. Maybe they don't need it. That's not right. Maybe like Caleb Porzio, he's the guy, right? Like he just put on uh, Twitter also that he rolled over the 70K mark doing well. for sponsorships. Yeah. Good for freaking him, dude. That's amazing. Like because that guy's been working on this stuff. I've thought for so long, how is he going to survive yeah. if he just keeps doing yeah. this? Like he's been, it feels like he's been living on like side work and, uh, and a hustle for like the last two yeah. years, you know, just killing it. And so I'm glad that it's like paying off yeah. getting him some of this uh you have sponsorship I, was, love. I told him last week i'm going to sponsor him I, I i need to just put it put it in there i haven't done it yet i haven't used livewire doesn't yet. matter neither have i we you still sponsor people that are doing good well stuff. actually i take it back we used it in we used it in production we used it in production last week and i actually i reached out to him and i said hey we uh like we have this one bug we're trying to figure out with this test 
if you hit me up it's a it, you, it's a there's a gift I was going to say, the, so by the, time- the best way to get him to help you fix a bug with Livewire is to have a GitHub sponsorship. Yep. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty and sure because so, you're so, using it for work. You should, you should definitely be paying the, the business tier and you'll get that support from him. Don't, don't, don't yep. ask him for freebies. I'm not asking for freebies. I told him I'd sponsor him and I'm going you to. You sponsor him Easy. and then he can help Ease you. He's off the gas pedal there, Dorinda. <laughs> you no, it was you funny sponsor because- first and then he can help you. <laughs> no, it was funny because by the time he replied, we had already figured it out. And he said, well, I think that's still like, I still replied. That's probably like gold level sponsorship. You know, you should probably get on that. So mm-hmm. it's funny. Yeah, it's good. I was, anyway. talking, I was talking to some some people here on Slack uh, yesterday about it. And, you know, people are saying that the, the sponsor, GitHub sponsor thing is, you know, it's not going to work. And, and I said, well, it's the same as Patreon, right? You need, it is, you, you right? can't just say, I'm going to do a GitHub sponsorship and then, you know, get bummed when no one, sponsors you for anything because you have to be providing value and yeah Dries, uh jonathan rennick uh nuno these people have been providing and, and obviously caleb who you know started this thing they've been providing value to this community for so long just like just churning things out right just you know caleb's been working on livewire for for ages jonathan's been providing invaluable database tips and tricks and things like that for, for, you know, a couple of years. Nuno's been cranking out so much stuff with, you know, Pest is coming and he did uh, Laravel Zero and he's done all of those things. And Dries has been around in the community for for ages and, you know, he's working for, for Laravel now, but, he, you know, he managed Laravel IO for the longest time. These are people that have been providing huge benefits and huge value to the community at large for so long that, yeah, they're, they're in a position where doing sponsorship makes sense. But if, you know, if you're just someone who's just joined Twitter and, or, you know, just started up the sponsorships and you've, you've provided no value, you've, you haven't done anything, then yeah, probably isn't going to work out for you because you don't have, you know, it's the same thing as always. You've got to build the audience and how do you build the audience it's by providing the value to the people. And yeah. And he's been doing it for freaking ever. He's been doing so. it for so long and he's got so much energy for it. And, and he's done like Livewire is an, an incredible piece of work. And, and then, you know, um, Alpine that came out that was born on the back of Livewire and that got picked up in so many places that, you know, it transcended our community a lot like Tailwind transcended our community that, you know, the Laravel niche, that it got picked up yep. by JavaScript people and front-end people and, and all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, if you're providing something of, of that caliber, then, of course, you, you're going to do better than someone who's provided nothing. Like, to, to suggest that it's, it's not going to work for everyone is, well, obviously, it's not going to work for everyone because not everyone is, is at the same level. So, good on him. Um, as, you know, as soon as he announced the, the sponsorship, what was it, back in February, March, when, whenever he first started doing the sponsorware thing, I was on it because, you know, I don't use that stuff, but people like that need to get some recognition for for the work they're doing. And, you know, Taylor and, and Laravel sponsor the Livewire project and things like that, and they do a lot of work side by side. So, yeah, we're, we're going to, now that we've got these two PRs ready to go and we're going to deploy them, and I'll do it later today, and we can see just how well this works. Then um, the next thing we're going to be start start working on is the the front end, and we're going to be using Livewire and and some sprinkles of Alpine for that as well. So looking forward to that. And then you know, okay, it's done. I just sponsored him. Just did good. it. Just now. Let me check. So let me check. 
<laughs> Not that I'm calling you a liar. He's but a I'm gonna liar. Check. He's a liar. Here we go. 307. He's got 300 something here. 330 sponsors. Should be 331 now. Show more. I wonder how long. It- so many. This is going to take a while. I can't even see my beautiful face. This will take a while to see it all. Oh, there it is. 331 now. Private sponsor. You people. I'm not private sponsor. No, no, not you. I want, the, I want that freaking credit, dog. No, I'm just kidding. Wilbur Powery told me the other day he just updated his sponsorship to 30 bucks a month because he's because he used Livewire for the first time in uh-huh. production. He was like, this is freaking amazing. I never want to write JavaScript again. Yeah. yeah. So, hey. I, I feel I gotta that. Get, I, I got to get that. on that. I got to get on that live wire train, man. I, dude, so we reviewed the code together, though, and it's whew, it's so nice. It feels so good. It's amazing. It's me. I've, okay, I've we're trying me. to get Canico on here. Look, as soon as soon as we start turning some money out of them ping me, hopefully we'll start turning some money out of them ping me, we will get right on that as well. I don't even know what the tiers are. We'll get on the tiers, though. Select a new tier. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely move up to a higher tier as soon as we can. But we're both, yeah, we're we'll both, we're both individually to... contributing to the great work that you are doing, Caleb. Yep. I He doesn't listen to this show, so he won't hear it, you know, sure. Nobody nobody really listens to this show. <laughs> I am. It's true. It's sad, but true. I I tweeted the other day about Alpine because I was working on this old project and it's just, really really poorly written that i inherited it from my last job and it was written by a developer who was maybe not i don't know what he was doing but i i replaced literally hundreds and hundreds of lines of jquery spaghetti with a few um alpine attributes or whatever you call them divinations let's call them divinations Divinations, sure. Directives, divinations, directives, same, yeah, same, same. Directives, just just a handful of directives. And I think I got inside my own head because I was using like the blade components and I had nested blade components and I was trying to dynamically render attributes and I was overcomplicating it. And the same as you, like I asked Caleb for help, but I was already sponsoring him. And I asked him for I, I asked him for help. And then again, same thing. He came back to me and he helped, but I I figured it out eventually. It just just being a bonehead, me not knowing how to program. Classic. When you're as popular as Caleb Porzio, it just takes time <sighs> to get back to people. You know, it's just how it is. Oh my. Uh, what else? Are you using Hello? Hello. I am. It's actually sitting here directly behind my little eCam window. I, I'm. Marcel is a crazy man. He's like some kind of PHP. I don't know. What's a good word for it? He's just. I don't want to say mad. Yeah, he's a PHP divinator. <laughs> divinator, diviner. diviner. Uh, look, he th- Witch, he's doing crazy warlock. things like hello PHP warlock. and and Tinkerwell and what's this crazy thing? Oh, Exposed that he's working on now, which is like an Engrok replacement that he managed to write in PHP. I saw that. Yeah, that's interesting. And I'm sure this is the kind of project that he started building just to see if he could. And now it's going to turn into another flipping blockbuster application that everyone's going to want to use. So good on him. Yeah, I use Tinkerwell. I mean, I use that. I keep semi regularly. I keep forgetting that I have Tinkerwell, mostly because a lot of my development is done in full screen terminal. So I just go to a different pane and do whatever I need to do in Tinker. But same, that's what I usually do too. 
but yeah, no, it is helpful sometimes. Like if I don't want to be like, if it doesn't matter what application I'm in, I just jump, jump over to Tinkerwell. Typically, if it matters what application I'm in, I'm probably in that application already. Like I'm, I'm editing that code, mm-hmm. right? And so I jump into the, like, I just drop into a terminal, PA Tinker, I'm right there. Or if I need to write something complicated that's going to be multi-line, then I'll use Tinkerwell. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing sometimes. Okay, we're we're going to make this thing happen and then we are signing off because I am dead and it is almost midnight and I am dead. D-E-D, dead. We're going to make him dead. Hmm. <laughs> What's that from? Oh, oh, I wanted to tell you one thing. I watched uh, Greatest AFL Hits. <laughs> nice. Holy crap. <laughs> Those dudes don't wear helmets. No. They don't wear pads. Nope. I did notice that all of the hits are either with their fist, like they either intentionally punch a dude in the face. Well, that's not allowed. Or elbow him. Not, the, or el- well, <laughs> it's not allowed. It's not about being loud, right? Like, or they'll elbow him mm. or whatever. But, if it's like a legit, like they're running across the field hit, it's always the shoulder, shoulder to the chin, right? It's always the shoulder, yeah. right? Because that's like the meatiest part. Yeah, it's good. Your body. Good hip and shoulder. That's what you want. Bang. Yep. Bam. Straight out like a freaking light. Good crazy. night. Yeah. <laughs> Still don't understand the rules, but uh, it is a crazy, crazy sport it is it is the greatest sport i'll give you that the greatest come on now here it is he's on the call you're calling him right now is he coming in gotta figure out how this is gonna there he is there he is oh gosh hey we can hear you how's it going oh i'm still sleeping (laughs) i bet so what time is it there is it 5 a.m it's six actually 6 a.m. Okay, and tell me. And do you? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing. Do you have kids or or not? Yeah, they are all asleep, and okay. I'm on on the garage. So. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad for you that your kids sleep in past six. The other day, for the first time in a while, my kids got up at 5:55 a.m. Wow, and would not go back to sleep, and I about lost my mind. <laughs> it was. Whew, that was a day. Good to at least think about life and something. <laughs> exactly exactly so i'm awake so bring it what do you want to know what to go yeah so first of all we wanted to say thank you so much for uh redoing our north meet south logo that was incredibly generous and amazing of you and we love it and we're super stoked with it um so i think i was a little bit curious about some of the other projects you've worked on i know that you've done a lot of them in the community and maybe just talk a little bit about like kind of what your motivation is and and uh, just why you find or, or you know, basically you're, you're doing a lot of these for free. So I'm just curious, like what, you know, is this just out of the kindness of your heart? Is this just something you really enjoy doing or, or, or are you just that nice of a person or what? Uh, pretty much I just do it for the fun because I have an actual paying job that could keep me doing stuff like this. So I don't mind to as a an hobby. So uh, you, for example, you make tables and chairs <laughs> right, uh, out of exactly. wood. <laughs> and Dorinda launches some hoops, uh, some balls to the hoops. So for me, just making logos. That that's pretty much the how I get some fun out of it. And it actually started with the uh, Nuno Maduro. Yeah. Uh, 
no, now I'm saying his name as an English person. <laughs> it's interesting. His actual name is Nuno Maduro. <laughs> and so I, it, it all started with him. And then last year, I out of the blue, I just had got the idea of making uh, free logos for anyone who wants it during the Hacktoberfest. Yeah, that's right. Instead of making... Um, just contributions of updating the readme files so i just made it uh, a logo for their project so i did uh, 30 logos i guess around uh, wow. a logo a day that's insane for... yeah 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 but it was super fun i got to did one of the logos that i still remember was there's um, a project very similar to postman but uh, open source that's called postwoman Oh, nice! It's to to redo the logo and I with the shape of the ovni. So take a look on that, and then you guys ping me up. Uh, sorry, the badunst, the the pun. Uh, <laughs> you ping me up for making the the North meets out logo, and that was a, a crazy project. I love it doing it, and and the way that it. Appeared. Yeah, it turned out awesome. Yeah. It really did turn out so good. I love the cover art. I love the colors. It just it was amazing. It turned out really, really good. Yeah, I don't know if you actually say to Michael uh, about the prank or the the funny business that I was intended to make it to the April Fool's Day. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't think so. I didn't manage to make it actually because I so uh, long story short, I tried to make like a, a web page that uh, will more or less behaves like a compass. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Only if you are pointing north, you can see the North meets South nice. website. So, but uh, I didn't manage to have a proper API to the web browser, so I didn't do it. But <laughs> you can, if you find that out a solution, let's do that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I think some of the other things. So the other thing that you're working on right now is the then ping me logo is kind of we've kind of talked about that a little bit. Uh, and you had some really clever ideas with that. So I don't really want to blow the top off that just yet. Uh, we're just kind of getting started with that. But there's the cool stuff I've been thinking about that we talked about today, even even just the but ideas of like you probably didn't hear earlier on the show because you weren't um, actually physical. So but there's, there's some really cool like... ideas you had. And so we're really excited uh, to be working with you again and stoked for uh, all the stuff that you're doing in the community and wanted to have you on to say thanks. So I would love to talk about this stuff for another 45 minutes, but you probably didn't hear earlier on the show because you weren't up. But I am like so dead right now, <laughs> so tired. It was a day full of chores and full of work. And so I'm about to pass out in that bed right back there. And I'm just going to go to sleep and sleep until my kids wake up at 5.55 a.m. <laughs> so uh, we're going to we're going to wrap the show pretty quick here. But again, just wanted to have you on to say thanks. And we can have you on, uh, have you on again to talk about uh, then ping me stuff once uh, once we get that wrapped up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with a little bit more preparation. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah we can, quick appearance. Yeah, right. We can we can let you know in advance. Today it was like uh, it was like four o'clock in the afternoon. And it was like, I think we sh we are going to record at like 5 a.m. your time. You're like, eh, I might be up, might not. So <laughs> anyway, glad you're able to make it on the show. So uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming on. No worry. I need to explain later to my wife. But <laughs> <laughs> she's probably does. She's like, well, what is he doing in the garage at five in the morning? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, you, she's used to my weirdness. <laughs> but this is a, a kind of another level. But okay. Yeah.
That's funny. <laughs> when you can show her, you can show her the podcast on Tuesday, VX. See, this is where I, I was right here. This is what I was doing. I promise. I wasn't doing anything crazy. <laughs> this, this is all I was doing on the podcast. Yeah, just talking to a Australian guy and to American guy at 5 a.m. 6 a.m. Actually. <laughs> yeah, 6 a.m. It's awesome. Thanks for having me. Sorry for the getting all stuff ready. And Let's keep on working. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good, man. Thanks, Kanika. I'm going to wrap up. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to drop you from the call here, and we are going to wrap up. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. See ya. Bye-bye. Yeah. Take it easy. Hey, everyone. As promised, we are wrapping. This was episode 75. Thanks so much for joining us. If you like the show, rate us up. Share with your friends. If you want to talk to us, talk to on Twitter. Michael Dorenda, Jacob Bennett. Show notes for this episode will be at northmeetssouth.audio. Is that right? Yep. Or slash 75. Okay, everybody, that's all. I'm going to bed. See ya. Bye. Bye.